Hi class, uh, welcome to the week nine, uh, chapter nine of international business. Um, there's a, two announcements I'd like to make before uh, we start the chapter nine. First, for the Padlet and the Flipgrid, I will post them and I give you two weeks uh, time, one week you choose to post something on the Padlet and the second week you will be you know, want to do the flip credit or vice versa, it's up to you, but I will do that. So um, once I, I posted them, I will be announcing on the on the site, uh, IBM site, uh, on the, your site, uh, that uh, has been posted and I give you the password and username for it. So you can, you know, freely use it. By now, I think you should be able to do that. Second thing that I want to make an announcement about it is uh, for the group assignment, I've already posted the group assignment. Anyone who got a low mark is the reason for it because uh, if he got very low mark is the reason <clears throat> maybe um, I don't have a record of his assignment. So if you do have any record, please send me an email or you think that you've done your assignment send me an email as a group assignment, and I will be glad to look at that too. Uh, so uh, with this, uh, we'll just start the, the class. Uh, okay. Now, in, in this chapter, we will be talking about uh, the foreign, foreign exchange market. See, when you do uh, involve into international business, there is a full cycle. The cycle is that you're probably going to deliver your service or product, and in return, you need to, uh, you get your money. But the whole thing here. When you do that, you still, you know, um, uh, look after how you're going to get your money out or how you're going to utilize your money. A best case scenario that I can explain to you is what's happened after the uh, Soviet Union fall, fall apart. For example, McDonald's was so excited to go and open their businesses there, but when they found out that they cannot take their money out, they try to find something that they can take out and then they start taking the potatoes uh, to North America to make fries from it to not to be a low qualities and not to the up to the standard of whatever McDonald's I think they have some kind of standard and uh, then they start taking they have so much cash stuck in the former Soviet Union they end up exporting things that are unacceptable. For example, they would, you know, use when you buy food, you get a, a, a Russian hockey stick, uh, which is was very weak in that time, and it wasn't useful in Canada. So there is so many things that you need as a full cycle when you do a business. You need how to get your money out, or how you get the uh, you know the exchange rate is done. These are affecting the economy and affecting investors and business people. Now, so 
As an introduction, what happens in the foreigner exchange market can have a fundamental impact on sales, profit, and strategy of enterprise. Let's say if the, their value of their money keeps going down or keep going out, uh, up, this is, has a fun, fundamental uh, on sales. <clears throat> Whether you're exporting there or you're importing from there, it affects the profit level that you're looking for and strategy of an enterprise. Let me give you a very good example. We used to deal with IBM and we used to, uh, you know, um, uh, sell and implement their hardware. When we're talking about mainframes and uh, DB2 is uh, something high end. But I was looking at the, their prices and setting up their prices. So they send us the price and they set us uh, there's a multiplier there. And the multiplier is they are willing to sell this uh, product at $100, for example, $100,000. But according to the country, they put a multiplier. So the, the multiplier starts from 2.5 up to uh, uh, 0.5. So I, I take the $100,000, for example, if I have to sell it to in Kuwait, so I'm selling it at $250,000 and I have to wire $250,000 to IBM. But if I'm selling it in, for example, in Egypt, um, I have to multiply that $100,000 multiplied by 0.5, which is 50,000, same product. And this is how much I suppose to wire their money so um, the pricing and the profit also uh, has a, a you know set up according to the economy and the sales and profit and strategy of an enterprise so accordingly it's very important for the managers to understand how changes in the currency exchange rate might affect their enterprise now, what's a foreigner, uh, foreign exchange? It's a market for converting the currency of one country into that of another country. So this is a foreign exchange. So when you go to uh, you know, a store and they do this, you give them uh, rupees or you give them uh, one and you get a dollar, this is doing a foreign exchange. Now the exchange rate is set up by uh, different forces, which is that's what the uh, the store who is changing the exchange is uh, changing the money for you is following. So the exchange rate is the rate at which one currency is converted into other currencies. So one Canadian dollar equal with a 0.7 American dollar, for example. The foreigner exchange risk is the adverse consequences of unpredictable change in the exchange rate. I'll give, me, I'll give you a very good example. I have a few investors, a few businessmen that were in Iran planning to come to Canada and they, they wanted to come as investors. Now suddenly their currency went down, they reached to a point that they cannot even invest in Canada. So they were not able to come. 
So if they did that before the before uh, this currency goes down, they were able to come and invest and come to Canada. But now, because of their money, uh, their real is going down um, drastically. They are not considered to be rich to come there here. Um, another example that I like to give you is the fact that one day I purchased a, a summer house in Iran. Um, and we we used to, uh, I was planning every summer, which is I used to send my family there to spend the summer there and uh, around their family. Ten years down the road, uh, the price of the house in the Iranian currency quadrupled. But when I uh, sold the house and got the money and took it out of the country, um, it did not raise extra cash of whatever I paid for it. It's the fact that sometimes locally you might be having something that increased the price, but internationally it's not affecting the level of the prices. So it is the adverse consequences of unpredictable change in the exchange rate. Now, foreigner exchange risk is a, under this, this subject, the currency conversion. International business use the foreigner exchange market when, when they do need that. When they must pay a foreign company for its product, or services in the in its currency, uh, in its country currency. For example, if I'm buying something from USA, a car, I have to pay American dollars. So I have to pay. So I have to exchange the Canadian dollars to the American dollars and pay the uh, seller of USA. In USA. The other thing, they have spare cash that they wish to in, invest for the short term in the money market. The other thing is like you want to extra cash and you think that certain dollars would go up or that your cash, your, your currency is going down. So this is how you save. I mean, you make extra money. So you there is a huge market of just exchange money. There is a, what do you call a, a, a currency speculation, which is a spec, uh, typically involved in a, the short-term movement of fund from one currency to another currency in the hope of profiting from a shift in the exchange rate. As we said, that use uh, some, you know, you, you shift your pound to euro to hoping that, uh, pound price against the euro uh, goes down or the euro price against the pound goes up and then when you convert it back you will be making a profit so it, it is a business it's like you're buying a commodity to resell it it's like a trade there's a money trade that also is happening the function of foreign exchange market. The foreign exchange market has two main functions. One is to convert the currencies of one country into the, into the currency of another. The second is to provide some insurance against foreign exchange risk. So the one thing is, uh, you know, it's just switching monies because of the reason that you want to buy or you want to 
sell, uh, you want to, uh, you know, uh, buy a service or a good from another country. And the second thing, the, they provide some kind of insurance because uh, minimizing the risk when you start buying the, uh, you know, somebody else's currencies and once the, you know, uh, if the other currency is going down, it's kind of an insurance. Some countries is, for example, they uh, they call pig or they stick their their money to uh, U.S. dollars, and if the U.S. dollars goes up, their money goes up, and if the U.S. dollar goes down, the money goes up. Some of them use a basket money, which is uh, usually wealthy countries, which is they want to have their currency is a stable at certain price. They're not interested to go up or down. But overall, the, the price level of any currencies is depend, it's just like a supply and chain, uh, supply and demand. So if there is too many currencies of Canadian dollars in a market, the price of the Canadian dollars goes down. And if it's a less Canadian dollars in the market outside, then the price of the Canadian dollars goes high because the other side wants to buy things from Canada and they need the dollar. And if the dollar is not available a lot, they're willing to bid the price and pay more for that collecting money. Most of the countries to keep their money acceptable worldwide, they will accept only their own currencies. Now the international business have uh, four main uses for foreigner market, as we said. We said in the beginning that you need to know about the foreigner currencies and exchange for these reasons. The company in a, in the income a company receive from the export investment and licensing agreement abroad. So there is an income generated. So they want probably bring it inside the country or see how much profit they are making by uh, you know doing that the second thing if they want to make a payment for a product or a service coming from outside and the third is a short or long-term investment in foreigner markets so if you are doing an investment in foreign market you probably want to see whether the currency their countries goes how how fast fluctuating going up or down that makes a big effect usually the currencies uh, it's easy to go down but it takes time slowly goes up and the you do it for the currency speculations uh, you want to make a profit of a money exchange now let's look at the canadian dollar and the world the Canadian dollar is a currency linked to the raw material, including oil and natural gas that Canada export. As we said, the more Canada exports, the more outside who wants to buy these Canadian goods needs to pay to Canada with the Canadian dollar. So they go to the market, try collecting Canadian dollars. And if there is not much enough, of the Canadian dollars outside internationally, the price of the Canadian dollars goes up, just like economy supply and supply and demand. And if it's a lot, then the price of dollars is going down. And the reason Canadian dollars goes up and down 
is the fact uh, supply of it goes up and down is if the Canadians are buying more goods and they're you know exchanging their Canadian dollars with the with the other currency so there is so much Canadian dollars there in the market but if buying less good than they're exporting and there is not much Canadian dollars in the market so the price of the Canadian goes up now the movement of the Canadian dollar have become increasingly correlated with the price of the oil because Canada is a major exporter of oil to USA is there uh, you know that's the reason is the price of the oil when it goes up uh, you know or uh, you know uh, price of the dollar goes up and vice versa but that effect uh, the small Canadian businesses that can be highly susceptible to exchange rate of when the export of to the United States and fear that the rise of in, in Canadian dollar will increase the cost of U.S. consumer goods, consumer and demand export ability. See, when the Canadian dollars goes up, basically the Americans wants to buy the same product, they have to pay more. When they have to pay more, then the, the American will buy less. So that's affect the small businesses of Canada. On the other side, when the Canadian dollar also is up, the international product, including the American product, will be more uh, competitive as a price-wise in Canada. So the Canadian will come and buy the Canadian and uh, the American goods because suddenly the, uh, the American goods becomes cheaper. So the whole goal of that is Canadian is always trying to keep their dollars cheaper than the American dollars so they have an upper hand to, uh, to export and be competitive in USA, for example. And this is the situation uh, going on between um, China and USA. USA accusing that China keeping one lower than the standard rate just to have an export advantage in, uh, over USA and just to sell their product. I was always been accusing Guan, uh, Chinese government on that, which is that's, uh, you know, um, they always utilize this subject, USA. Now, ensuring against foreigner exchange risk is a second function of foreigner exchange markets is to provide insurance. To, pr to protect against the possible adverse consequence of unpredictable change in exchange rate. So we say there is two things. One, when you're buying goods and services or export importing goods and services, you need the foreigner exchange rate. And the second thing is to just to have an insurance, excuse me. Now, there is what you call a spot exchange rate is that when you do an exchange on the spot there's a forward exchange rate which is you say in six months i want to buy uh, canadian american dollars so they you know they guarantee you that amount with that price now and there is just uh, currency swaps which is you know we talked about it if they 
too much in the, uh, Canadian dollars in the market, the price of the Canadian dollars goes down. Something you do swaps. Now, the spot exchange, which as we said, there is a three of them, spot exchange rate, forward exchange rate, and currency swap. The spot exchange rate is the spot exchange rate is the rate at which a foreign exchange dealer convert one currency into another currency on a particular day. So today I'm going to the uh, market and I go to this, uh, this exchange for foreign exchange uh, store and I give them uh, so, uh, 140 Canadian dollars, they give me $100, for example, American. I did a, a spot exchange rate. When a Canadian tourist goes to a bank, for example, to convert her Canadian dollars into a pound, the exchange rate is the spot rate of that day. Now, the forward exchange rate, a forward exchange rate occurs when the two parties agree to exchange currency and execute the deal at some specific in the date future. So, in six months, I'm planning to need $10,000 American, and I go to the market and I say, in six months, I want $10,000. So, these people will be saying, if you want $10,000, we can change it at this price. Does, it doesn't mean a spot. What's the price now? They can see, can do some calculation in the econometrics way to see whether the American dollars goes up and down. And they try to hint about that. So the exchange rate governing such a future transaction as referred to as forward exchange rate. Now, currency swap, a currency swap is a simultaneously purchase and sale of foreigner amount, uh, of a given amount for a foreigner for two different value dates. So if you are doing, say, I'm, I'm giving you $10,000 in six months, and I want you to give me $8,000 Canadian in eight months, that's a foreigner. Uh, currency is swap happening, or in the future, we want to do that. Now, in the world, the biggest market of true money trading is in London. Then it, you have the New York, Tokyo, and Singapore. But most of the money gets traded has to go through uh, some system which is built by the American system, by USA. So USA is monitoring all the money trade. Uh, it's happening worldwide. And this is what is, if you take a look at what's happening between a uh, situation in Iran, in uh, Venezuela, um, USA is blocking these kind of a trade of money. And that's what has got all this deal of um, nuclear deal that's happening is stopped, put into gear and causing problem because um, goods that is being traded between Iran and European money is not being traded because the system is run by the USA. So it's getting monitored. Now, uh, European institutions uh, try to open their own system, uh, but still USA said, anybody who deals with Iran, 
I'm gonna sanction that company. So it is a quite sophisticated system that uh, you know. Uh, hopefully, in the future, you will get involved in it uh, in uh, further courses. The major secondary center uh, centers is in Zurich. Well, you know, uh, Frankfurt, uh, Zurich, is Switzerland, Frankfurt, uh, Paris, Hong Kong, San Francisco, and Sydney. Now, um, GTA, uh, much the dismay of the funded claim of Toronto status of the world, um, Toronto is not, does not figure on the map of second tier, neither, you know, of a global financial city. So Toronto is not a place where you do those trading. And when you come here, it's not many places that they do these trading. And I think because of the uh, situation where most of the things that uh, Canada deals with is with the USA and all they focus on the American dollars mostly. Now, um, the price of exchange rate and the exchange, the law of one price that, you know, there's some monies is stacked at one price. So there is one price for it. The second thing, the, the purchase power parities. So $1 in USA, uh, how much you can buy things with it versus that dollar in India, for example, how much you can buy with it versus that dollar in Bangladesh, how much you can buy with it. This is purchase power parities. And money supply and price inflation. Once again, uh, it's how much you are supplying money to that, that country and what's the price inflation. So the higher the price of inflation, um, your money supply would not need it more or you need more money to supply them. And the price inflation might affect the economy uh, in the country. Now, the efficient market school. There is a two school of thought, which we call the efficient market school, is the price reflect available public information. So if they say like whatever is the public information available, the economy, the the situation, it's it's affecting the, the prices. Then you have the inefficient market school, which is the forward exchange rate will not be the best possible predictor of the future spot exchanges. So whatever the public information is going on, it reflects the prices. But if you are going with a, a future spot exchange rate, it does not 100% reflect what can happen with the prices. They just estimate these things. Now, we have different policies affecting the exchange rate in each country. Uh, currency convertible. There is a free co convertible currencies. You can see them in many countries where, especially for example, if you go to UAE, a country currency is a freely convertible when the government of the country allow both the residents and non-residents to purchase unlimited amount of foreign currency with the domestic currency. So you can 
go to UAE, Dubai, and buy one hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars, three hundred doesn't matter, or you can sell it and get UAE. So they have a, a free convertible currency. Whether you're a local or non-local, they don't care. You can do that. The non-convertible currencies, a currency that is not convertible when the both residents and non-residents are prohibited from converting their holding of the currencies into another. There's not many countries like this now, but in the old, in the, you know, uh, Soviet Union blocks, we were not allowed, when we were traveling there, we were not allowed to do, uh, you know, uh, money currency convertible. We're allowed to have certain amount and we use that amount. There is a black market, which is you can do, but it's illegal. The externally convertible currencies, which is that's toward their non-residents can convert their holding of domestic currency into foreigner currencies, but the ability of resident to convert the currency in is limited in some way. So that's applicable, for example, in Iran, in Venezuela, in uh, up to certain level in other countries that you can probably, uh, I assume in Bangladesh is the same thing, uh, Nepal, uh, it just they, because they wanna keep their currency strong uh, or up to a level because the more you convert it freely, the more in the market their currency is available, the cheaper it gets, it affects their business and their economy, especially if they are not into export. So there is a, what you call a counter trade. A counter trade refers to a range of barter-like agreements through which goods and services can be traded for other goods and services. So what we see right now, for example, uh, that's what in Venezuela uh, and Iran is doing. Iran, for example, has a, some trade with uh, India. Um, they, they take uh, Iranian oil or gas in some cases, and in return, they probably uh, supply them with the rice or uh, clothing or something like this. So that's what you call a counter trade. Venezuela, for example, traded an iron ore uh, for a caterpillar construction equipment. Then the caterpillar took this iron ore and uh, turned sold to uh, uh, to Romania for farm products, which is then sold on international market for dollars. So you can take a product and sell it. And then when you sell it, you can take your money from it. So you give a product or service, you take a product or services, and then you try to sell it somewhere else. And that's a huge business in them, in the world market, by the way. This is the end of the chapter. I look forward to see you next week. Look forward, please, for, for uh, uh, Padlet and uh, Flipgrid. I will send you, a, you know, an announcement when they are ready. And take your time. As we said, I look for your, uh, your answers and your opinion in this matter. Thank you very much and have a good one. Bye-bye.